0: And I would like to welcome you to Getting the Goods, a weekly connection point where we get to hear a few brave teachers and administrators share stories and strategies of life as they know it. Now, while I might be the one on this side of the camera, it takes a team to get this here. So a colossal shout out goes to Sherry Shana Tilbury, and Scott St. Pierre. They're the ones doing the app behind the scenes. In the days before Canada, Cree, Denny, Dakota, Lakota, Nakaway, and Nakota people of this land would acknowledge each territory they entered and ask permission for safe passage. In that same spirit every week we express our gratitude to our first peoples of treaty six territory for their hard work and sacrifices which have allowed us all to be together and we request safe for the next 30 minutes sit back relax and let's connect so, giving up the goods today are Nahani Olson, Indigenous student advocate for Bedford Road, and Tammy Chief, vice president of Tommy Douglas Collegiate. Both are strong Indigenous women with a knack for finding a way to get through done. So, we're going to start with Nahani. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, um, my name is Nahani, and I've been working as the Indigenous Student Advocate at Bedford for the last three years. And before that, I was at the Confederation Park um, Free Language and Culture Program in kindergarten and grade one for about six or seven years. And I spent a little time at Mount Royal before that. So, kind of bounced around um, between kindergarten and the senior classes. and nothing in between, which is what suits me. Um, and you know, i with working uh, with Indigenous students and learning about my free language and culture through at the program at Conestat, which I bring with me to better long And you know, now my position is really uh, you know student support, teacher support, um, and especially now. Uh, And in sort of these times that we're in, it's been sort of student family liaison with the school. And so creating those connections and maintaining those connections um, online, however it is. That's great. That
0: was awesome. Tammy, would you like to
2: introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Tammy Chief. I am currently the Vice Principal at Centennial Collegiate. Um, I this is my first year at Centennial. Prior to that, I worked mainly uh in the inner core. I am Metis. My family is from northwest Saskatchewan, sort of northwest of Battleford. Um yeah, I'm I'm a vice principal and uh an advocate as at heart as Nohani currently is, so the the work that I do that I feel, um, you know, I'm most connected to is when I'm working directly with students. And there's yes. no shortage of students at Centennial. We have thirteen hundred, so it's pretty cool. Wow! So I
0: have you both here and. I think it's, it's fair to say that these are some of the most challenging events that education has dealt with in my career, possibly yours. Challenging times often require a shift in practice. Nahani, how have you been able to shift your practice in order to engage students?
1: Well, I've really uh, sort of embraced the social media presence. Um, you know, I've created a public, uh, professional profile on Facebook and, um, have really sort of become a glorified stalker on there and trying to keep kids connected to their school community and also just with each other. Um, you know, I know that it's really, our schools are such sacred places for a lot of our kids to find their community and family and, um, safety and all these things that were just really swept out from under them. And, um, you know, so just moving that to before this happened, I was connected quite a bit already with a lot of our students, um, through social media, but now it's really just gone sort of widespread with that. And, um, you know, it's certainly challenging and, um but i it's also it's very effective and i'm I feel very lucky that i have that um avenue to be able to reach kids because lots of our kids um that aren't able to connect through email or phone or you know addresses are always changing uh, i can usually track them down and you know if i if i can't find them then i then I i'll look for their parents and then I can't find their parents. I go look for their kikum, and then if I can't find kikum, I start asking friends. So it really is such a powerful connection tool. Um, and I guess as far as you know, providing the same uh, support to students—emotional and spiritual and cultural support—that they are asking for online—and um, then just sort of providing any sort of bump in simulation and activity and positivity that I can be sending out to them and encouragement that what they're going through is really really normal and even if they aren't feeling like motivated to do school work or motivated to do all the things then that's okay Uh, so it's really become more of a one-to-one instead of doing group projects. It's really, one-to-one support now and connecting with families.
0: That's fabulous. Tammy, you're in a in a completely different role than most of most of the people we've chatted with over the weeks. How have you been able to adapt your role to better suit the circumstances?
2: That's a good question. Um well, at, like uh everyone else for the first couple weeks we were um you know, strictly at home and working from home and just connecting with with staff um online over the phone um and just through other platforms um if we were if we had the opportunity to kind of do something that was face to face, I did have the opportunity in the beginning to um, to make calls home to parents, and um, once we started the the rollout of technology, I thought that um, you know that was a, another good opportunity for me to stay connected to students. So um, I got involved with that, and we um, put a plan together at Centennial and. Um, I met students at the school to distribute laptops and it just gave me a couple minutes with them just to check in, see how they see how they're doing, see how they're coping how their families are coping and if there's anything else that they needed so you know very little contact with students unfortunately but um, supporting staff and communicating with students and um, we have um, kind of a Um, a a unique position at Centennial that's filled by um, a a lady named Jamie Kelly. And she has, um, you know, second to none connections with our students. So I've been in touch with her and she works mainly with our Indigenous student population, but she does work with many other students as well. So I've just been staying connected to teachers that are connecting with students and wondering how to connect with students. And you know, wondering how to navigate those conversations and where to send them for supports and things like that. So I would say that um, my position changed um, the majority of it in the sense um, to supporting staff members um, and not being able to support them face-to-face is difficult because you can't, um, you know, use your body language or facial expressions with people sort of as another way of offering support or comfort. So, um, and then trying to stay connected with some students and some parents as needed. So,
0: yeah. I'm hearing a lot of, um, a lot, a lot of ways you're both saying community without using the word community, which I love. Mm. Um, uh, Tammy, it sounds as if what you're doing with teachers is really building just a different kind of community.
2: Well, and being new at Centennial, it, it was a bit of a challenge for me to um, create that, um, you know, just that connection with teachers where they could trust me. and um, you know, say to me, like, this is difficult. I'm having trouble with this. I, you know, I need a hand with this or that. And, um, so we weren't together for that long before all of this happened. And Centennial's a really busy place and you don't always have the time or teachers don't always have the time to come down and connect with us. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting. It's been, it's definitely been interesting. So it's, but it's, it's been positive. I think that, um, you know, the work I'm whole, I, I think that the work that I'm doing is very different from the work that Nahani's doing. Um, but hoping for the same result, hoping that students and families and feel that we're supporting them and feel that they are cared for and feel that, um, they remain important to us even though we're not with them at this time. So but I appreciate the work that Marnie's doing and I appre or um that Nahani's doing because it's it's challenging and it, it wears on you. It's it's kind of a heavy work to work like this. So yeah.
0: Well and Nahani, we chatted a little bit before I I'm really interested in how bringing parents into your social media connections has impacted your idea of community there. Do you want to comment on that at all?
1: Well, it's a lot easier, I would say, to get um, those connections and to engage parents um, online and through, like, specifically through this Facebook page, because it's hard to get parents. Um, just be a little safe and welcome in our schools like bottom line Uh, and this is a totally safe and um, place for them to be able to get the information that they want to know about their kids and to ask questions to somebody who they um, are familiar to them and um, so that's been really it's been really great and just creating that like you say that community um, even with extended family, like this one student I was trying to track down, she wasn't responding to my messages. Then I know her grandma, so I emailed grandma or my Facebook grandma. And then she said, well, this is my daughter's Facebook name, her mom. So then I was Facebooking her mom. And apparently they're all in the living room together while I'm messaging all of them. And so it's like, I need to just throw your two at the student and get her to message me back now. So then I'll leave you alone. So it was really cool. It's like getting to visit with the family um, in their homes without, you know, in these circumstances. It was really special. That's amazing.
0: You know, we, we are talking about community, but this movie is also extremely personal. Uh, Paulo Freire said, I cannot be a teacher without express exposing who I am. So I facetiously called this next question a pro tip for staying sane, and I think it's important to acknowledge that as a profession, we're finding this really hard. So I'm I want to know what are you doing to take care of yourself. Hmm.
3: You have to tell us who's going to talk for you. Sounds like you are. Me? Go ahead, Shani. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, it has been
1: so challenging. It has been the most difficult time of my life, and I think that I'm not alone in feeling that I've lost that connection, that source of um, security and pride. And I I know what I'm good at when I go to work. And I don't have that anymore. And to feel like I'm not good at this. I don't know if anyone feels that they're good at this as teachers. And like if we have 10% or less of our students that are engaging with us, I mean, it's hard to not take that personally. So, um, I think, like, saying, I kind of laughed when I saw that question about pro tip for staying sane because, like, I don't think I am staying
3: sane right now.
1: Um, I certainly have been calling on um, my medical professionals in my life and seeing my counselor very regularly, Um, you know, talking to my doctor about what I'm going through. That's sort Of been my foundation and finding those things that I actually can do that I have control over that um, I feel powerful doing has been sort of what's also getting me through and getting me uh, off of help, I guess. You know, like I was telling you about these sort of home DIY renovations that I'm doing. Um, peeling wallpaper in my kitchen you know like it's not meaningful but it gives me purpose and I think that's sort of what we are all struggling to do right now as we have lost our purpose in a lot of ways is just finding those things that um, can sort
3: of make us feel good about ourselves and effective again
0: That's a beautiful way to articulate that, finding purpose. Tammy, how are you finding purpose and staying sane?
3: Well, um when
2: I when I think about this, I think about um, you know, just learning to appreciate small successes and learning to appreciate um, the little things that are happening around us that um, show signs of, um, you know, life and growth and things like that. So I'm outside a lot. And, um, you know, we just have been noticing in the past week or so that You know, every time you go outside or when you come and go to the yard, um, you notice things are.
0: That she's a little bit frozen and I'm sure she'll catch up. But I remember from our conversation yesterday, she was talking about it. The budding moon having just passed and that the buds were coming out in everything that that. They passed, and each and every day you notice new and interesting ways that the world is sort of opening up to spring. Uh, I hope I didn't put words in her mouth there. Um, So, Nahani, we're going to have to put you on the spot now a little bit. Um, Are you finding ways to get outside? Are you finding ways to get into nature? Uh yeah, I so, think having kids kind of forces you into that. Oh, welcome back. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, okay. So you were telling us about finding ways to get outside
2: and into nature. Sorry about that. One of my major challenges that um has been a huge source of frustration is my internet. So we live out of town, we have satellite internet and I just think um it's very poor. It's very poor. So sorry about that. Anyways, um do you do you want I don't know where I left off, but no, I'll well, just quick, ahead,
0: you, you you left know, off. Just, and, yeah. Yeah. Oh sorry, talking about just going outside and seeing what was changing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I just you know, like Nahani was saying, finding purpose. I um, try and find that, um, find the purpose of, um, growth and life that is around us as well. So, sort of cut you off, Nahani. That. Okay. <laughs> she was, she was filling in for you. So I think she was grateful,
0: so maybe. <laughs> oh, good, thank you. <laughs> I don't have a question you know where what you're talking about is a little bit of of joy in the world around you and that that is sort of where we usually end up so is there are there places where you are finding your feet again in a professional way are you are you finding moments in your professional life now where you're feeling comfortable or seeing something that's truly exciting Tammy, let's start with you. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, the what comes to mind with that is um, again just being able to um, have students ask for what they need at this time. Um, so at Centennial, we've been able to offer and support students with technology. So. Just um, having those conversations with parents and students, and having them be so thankful that we're um, we're able to offer them support in that way. Um, I'm thankful that that's how we've decided to support our, you know, mainly our secondary students who are trying to complete grade twelve and you know, and move on next year. So it's been really stressful for them. And I think, you know, even just offering them technology, um, whether it be through a laptop or we've given out a couple of hotspots, you know, they've been really thankful. And I think that, you know, in times like this, we can't assume that people have what they need. Um, and we need to offer them the opportunity to ask for what they need without being judged, and um, you know, just able to connect with people in that way and to be, you know, just so show some empathy and compassion um, by supporting them. So,
0: yeah. That's well well said, again. Fabulous. Thank you. Nahani, tell me about your joy and excitement. Oh Well,
1: you have to look really hard for it. You have to Mm -hmm. really intentionally see that and feel that. I think that's been a struggle that uh, it's not coming naturally to find joy and to find excitement. you know, especially in that we've lost uh, a lot of those avenues where we would find those things. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, something that I do feel like I am able to connect with students that I wasn't able to connect with at school. Um, you know, kids who maybe, I sort of have like a vibe and an energy that draws a lot of a certain type of kids. And then a lot of kids who maybe aren't into that vibe don't don't connect with me. Um, and it can be hard for me to support them, but they, I think just being online and supporting them online is a safe place for them to interact with me and, you know, I'm like not so, not so much and in their face and, you know, over the top online and... They can kind of control how much access they have to you me. Know, so um, that's been cool. Like been connecting with kids that I didn't know very well at school. Um, and, you know, I like a personal project that I kind of took on was to um, sort of connect kids who wanted to get fooding supplies
3: um, oh, yeah. with,
1: with adults who wanted to donate money uh, and get these feeding supplies up to kids. And so that has been really beautiful to see, like, I can, we can still, you know, create those avenues for kids too. And like, even if you don't know how to feed, you can get all the supplies and go on YouTube and learn how to um, do this. And even yesterday I had a student uh, message me and she sent me a picture of her, a lanyard that she had started and she never has seen it before. And she was like, I was it took her seven hours to do this tiny bit of lanyard, but she said like, this is really such a powerful for practice. And she's like, I was feeling really depressed, but then, you know, when I started eating, I was able to just forget about it. And I could just sort of disappear into that. And I was like, how beautiful and powerful is Mm -hmm. that? So like Tammy's saying, just finding ways, like, can we still get them what they need? And, Mm -hmm. you know, let them know, like, we are still here and we still care, and we still actually, even just seeing them online or passing out the last box and knowing, like, we're still here for you and we still care about you is such powerful medicine for both of us. And if anyone wants to get involved in that, if you're watching this, you can go onto to Facebook, look up the group uh, Beating in Medicine, and all the information is on there if you want to support a student to get beating supplies.
0: That's amazing. It's absolutely yeah. fabulous. Um, I, I can promise everyone watching that we will have a link for that in the follow up blog. Um, and I know that not everyone's engaged in social media. So if you aren't engaged in social media and you still want to support, you can email Nahani and she will sort you out. So um, it looks like this week's talk was brought to you by the word fabulous. And <laughs> this brings our time to a close day. If you heard something that resonated with you, watch closely for the follow-up blog post on Wednesday, full of all the tips and tricks shared by Nahani and Tammy. You will also be able to view the video on YouTube immediately after we're done. So if you missed even five minutes, go back. These women are amazing. And you'll want to see every second. Thanks also to the extraordinary talents of Scott St. Pierre. The audio will be released as a podcast. So watch for that. If you know Tammy or Nahani, or you want to know her now, please reach out and give them a virtual high five. I'm sure that they would both love to hear from each and every one of you in this uh, time of social distancing. If you have questions, comments, or feedback about getting the goods, please don't hesitate to contact Shauna, Jerry, Scott, or myself. On behalf of our team, and our guests, I want to send virtual hugs because I know you all need a hug. And a great big kitchen mercy each and every one of you for hanging out with us over your lunchtime.
2: Mm-hmm. And I just want
0: you to move forward into your day, get out there in that sunshine. Because, as Tammy was pointing out, every single second right now that you is know, moving around us, we bring its two you.